No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we look at two more Psalms of David. In Psalm 4, he celebrates the gladness, peace, and safety he has in the Lord. Psalm 5 is a morning prayer for guidance and justice. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the Psalms on Simply the Bible. Prayer. It's something that many people, quite frankly, avoid, except when they're in trouble. And then they somehow find time to pray. David often prayed when he was in trouble, and he made many of his prayers into psalms. But the beautiful thing is that we can pray the psalms. We may not know how to pray, but we can pray with the tongue of David when we don't know how to pray. Today we have before us an evening prayer followed by a morning prayer. Psalm 4 is thought to have been written at the same time as Psalm 3, when David was escaping Jerusalem and fleeing for his life from his son Absalom, who usurped the throne. Why is this considered an evening prayer? Well, you'll know at the end. Psalm 4, hear me when I call, O God of my righteousness. You have relieved me in my distress. Have mercy on me and hear my prayer. David had faith that God would hear him because he was the God of David's righteousness. You know, it's important that we understand our righteousness doesn't come from what we do or don't do. Our righteousness is a gift from God credited to our account because of our faith in Jesus Christ. Having received Christ, we should never let guilt over our own sins prevent us from coming to the throne of grace. If anything, that should just lead us to confess our sins, knowing that God will forgive us because Christ's blood is sufficient to cover every sin and there's no condemnation for those who have been justified in him. Now, David could look back on a history of answered prayer and this gave him confidence to seek new mercies from God. How long, O you sons of men, Will you turn my glory to shame? How long will you love worthlessness and seek falsehood? Selah. If the occasion of this psalm was indeed Absalom's rebellion, then the sons of men could very well have referred to David's trusted officials who had forsaken him to follow Absalom. Ahithophel was David's trusted counselor who had turned against him. These sons of men had turned David's glory to shame. Now, David's glory was a gift from God who had anointed him to be king when he was just a shepherd boy. Now, David was forced to abandon his throne and run away because of those who betrayed him. But David also knew that his enemies had loved worthlessness. In the end, their pursuits would be nothing but falsehood. But know that the Lord has set apart for himself him who is godly. The Lord will hear when I call to him. Now that's an amazing thought. We are only godly because God chose to set us apart by his divine election. 
What godliness I have is only because God chose to make me that way. He would have been justified to leave me in my sins. But he pulled me out of the pit and he set me apart for himself, for his glory and for his use. That is true of everybody who has received Jesus Christ. We are his inheritance and because we belong to him, he will hear us when we call. Be angry and do not sin. Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. Selah. The Apostle Paul quotes this in Ephesians 4. Now, anger is not a sin. God is angry with the wicked, but our anger can easily degenerate into sin when it is selfish. On the other hand, anger or really righteous indignation can motivate us to get off the couch and do something. Remember, this is an evening prayer. David advises us that before we act on our anger, we should first meditate in our heart while on our bed. I have regretted those times I have popped off some remark in anger without first meditating in my heart. In other words, it's good to think before you speak. Now, at the end of the day, while lying in bed, we can humbly ask God for his perspective on our situations and his wisdom in dealing with them. Then we can sleep on it and wake up with the right perspective. Sometimes the best thing we can do is to be still and let God work in our heart or in the heart of the person who's made us angry. Verse 5. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. What are the sacrifices of righteousness? Well, they could be praise and thanksgiving to God. They could be a good deed done for someone else. The Bible tells us that when your enemy is hungry, feed him. Now, they could also be the offerings we give to the Lord's work. These offerings of righteousness are tangible ways that we prove that we're trusting God. There are many who say, who will show us any good? Lord, lift up the light of your countenance upon us. Have you ever known a negative Nelly? That's a person whose mind is so fixed on what they see that they can't see anything else. You express to them your faith in God and in what he can do, but they can't see it. Show me, they say, because they're walking by sight and not by faith. So David prays, Lord, lift up the light of your countenance upon us. In other words, show us your favor so that they can see. You have put gladness in my heart more than in the season that their grain and wine increased. Consider today how gloomy or angry people appear. The evening news is no promoter of happiness. If you are a thinking person, there's not much in the world these days to cause you to rejoice. But thank God we have a gladness that comes from above. Jesus told his disciples, These things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. Do you have that continual wellspring of joy in your heart that comes from the Lord alone? You will have it if you're listening to Jesus and letting his words fill you with the joy that comes through believing in him. We can rejoice because Christ has overcome the world, and so will we. I will both lie down in peace and sleep, 
For you alone, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. Now, this is why we call it an evening psalm. Despite the troubles of the day, David lies down in peace and sleeps soundly. Trusting God is the best pillow, and it has fewer side effects than a sleeping pill. That good night's sleep comes because we know God is watching over us for our good, and we dwell in safety. Now, Psalm 5 is a prayer for the morning, and we should both begin and end our day with the Lord in prayer. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Consider my meditation. Give heed to the voice of my cry, my King and my God. For to you I will pray. My voice you shall hear in the morning. O Lord, in the morning I will direct it to you, and I will look up. David begins with asking God to consider his meditation. There are prayers we speak out loud, but there are also meditations of our heart. Sometimes we are so overwhelmed with the pressures of life that we can't even form the words. But God knows the meditation of our heart. It's a language he understands well. There is also the voice of our cry. It may only be a speechless cry, but God understands its voice. David has this confidence because the Lord is his king and his God. David's secure possession is the Lord Almighty. Is that the case with you? David says, my voice you shall hear in the morning. That is the best time to pray before the troubles and distractions of the day. Charles Spurgeon says that an hour in the morning is worth two in the evening. An hour in the morning, looking up and communing with God in prayer, can save us much wasted time later on. My days are far more productive when I have spent them meditating on the Word and directing my prayer in the beginning of the day to God. For you are not a God who takes pleasure in wickedness, nor shall evil dwell with you. The boastful shall not stand in your sight. You hate all workers of iniquity. You shall destroy those who speak falsehood. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. David now makes his appeal for justice. There has always been much injustice in the world. There are those who are wicked, boastful, bloodthirsty, and deceitful. God hates workers of iniquity. Why? Because of the destruction that they cause in the lives of those whom God loves. But as for me, I will come into your house in the multitude of your mercy. In fear of you, I will worship toward your holy temple. David knew that he required a multitude of mercy, but he also knew that he would find it as he worshiped toward the holy temple. Now, in the most holy place was the Ark of the Covenant and the mercy seat. But David could not go in there. Only the high priest could do that once a year on the Day of Atonement. So we have a much greater privilege because we can enter the most holy place in heaven and come to that mercy seat where we can receive mercy and help in our time of need. Do you have such expectation in coming to God and receiving the multitude of his mercy? Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before my face. Now, in this morning prayer, David asked God to lead him in his righteousness. 
that's a prayer for guidance and how we need this at the beginning of the day that God would order our steps in his way and that we would take no hazardous detours for there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their inward part is destruction. Their throat is an open tomb. They flatter with their tongue. The Apostle Paul quotes this verse in Romans 3 as he makes his case for the universal depravity of man. Now think of the stench that proceeds from the mouths of many people who curse God and man. Talk about bad breath. Their throat is an open grave with putrefaction within. They speak from what is in their hearts. Pronounce them guilty, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Cast them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against you. So again, David calling for God's justice against these wicked people, rather than taking matters into his own hands. But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Let those also who love your name be joyful in you. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him as with a shield. And that's just a great way to go out the door in the morning, realizing that we can rejoice throughout the day in the Lord and that he will bless us. He will go before us. He will surround us as with a shield. May God help us to take these psalms to heart and even pray them in the morning, in the evening, throughout the day, that we may rejoice in the Lord always. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our podcast on iTunes or Spotify. If you have any questions or comments, please contact us through our website. Tomorrow, we'll look at Psalm 6, a prayer of David when he is in such distress that his bed is swimming with tears. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the Psalms on Simply the Bible.